And you are wrestling live, FW Live, Facebook Radio Network, Patrick, Danny with me. Um, doing good, doing good. It's, uh, it's February. It's almost over. Um, but we've still had a lot of wrestling and we still have some more wrestling to go before the month is done. Yeah. Uh, sounds like you're still joining us in the last Yes. Yes. The Twilight Zone. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, Danny, we missed you two weeks ago on Tuesday. It's just weird to hear my voice. Echoing. Yeah, yeah, no, it's weird to hear your voice too. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. Yes, we're we're making strides. I think Eric forgot what time it is. I might have to message him and remind him. Yeah, I mean, uh, then again. You know, who doesn't forget, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's ultimately why I wasn't here two weeks ago. Because mm. I basically just forgot. And I barely... I, I know what day of the week it is, you know, for the most part. But, you know... I mean, wrestling helps a lot with, with me remembering what day of the week it is. Right. Um, but since we moved to Tuesdays and we're doing every other week... Holy crap, I barely remember when we're supposed to be podcasting and when we're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, get, get to people out. You know. Don't you see the paying attention? That's, that's it. That's it, yeah. yeah. That's the real problem there. Yeah. Um, so, lo- lots happening um, in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, Eric, live in the flesh. Hello. In the flesh. Hmm. Hopefully he's not showing any flesh. I mean, thank goodness this is, uh, this is not a video. Hey, man, that, that might get us ratings, okay? It, it worked in the late 90s for WWF. It might work here for, for FOW in 2020. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, Eric, any interest in playing the naked medium character? I didn't even hear that. I'm sorry. Would you have any interest in being the naked medium version of FOW? I still couldn't hear you. Let's see what's feedback. Okay. Let me try one more time. Do you have any interest in becoming the FOW version of Naked Median? No. Alright, well, we try. It'll get you over, I promise. Come on. And we'll get more of this hot dog, too. Or so I hear. Selling your hot dog, yeah. Yeah. It's Tech Tuesday. We can get tacos. Oh. Don't talk. Oh, don't talk about his hot dog and tacos at the same time. Okay, that's that's that that's beyond TV fourteen. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll, we'll keep that. We'll keep it uh, in in the back. 
Don't talk about the dogs either. That's on TV 14, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Want to get okay, so uh, big, big news coming out over the last two weeks. Uh, Cody Rhodes chooses not not, not to sign with AEW. Cody is no longer. Well, you know that's that's debatable about how long he ha- he has or has not been elite. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a little strange, you know, apparently the word got out that, that he and Brandy's contracts expired in January sometime and they were just kind of working a, a per week basis until they officially opted, uh, not to continue that. I mean, you, you think about when all the wrestling started, um, essentially Brandy and Cody were were the faces of that because they were the ones who were most known at the time to American fans, especially those fans primarily, you know, who, who watched WWE and, and quote unquote mainstream wrestling. They were not as familiar with Cody with, uh, you know, with the young bucks and, and several of the others who were signed. Eventually. Um, so, you know, Cody and Brandy playing their ambassador roles were, were the faces of, of that company. And they were the ones talking about, you know, how different it was going to be and all the changes and, you know, real wrestling and, and, and all these things they talked about for so long. And, you know, Cody was never really the main event guy. And I don't know if he wanted to be or not. I mean, he was always featured. Whenever he was in a story, he was always heavily featured in a main event slot. Um, you know, and there had been rumor for a long time that, you know, he had kind of had a, a professional falling out with, with the rest of the members of the elite. Um, you know, they, their, their friendship, whatever it was, may have been based on had kind of been ruined because of professional dealings and creative differences and, you know, things like that, that aren't, aren't exactly uncommon in the world of, uh, of business, so to speak. But, you know, that kind of everybody had led to speculation about whether he, you know, whether he would continue with the group if, if essentially he wasn't, you know, he didn't feel like he was a part of the group anymore. I mean, I know from personal experience, when you work somewhere and A, you don't really get along with your coworkers, it kind of sucks. And B, if you work somewhere and you don't feel like you're, you're being appreciated or, you know, your input is being is being received and respected. That kind of sucks too. Um, you know, so it it makes sense. Um, all all the reasoning makes sense, uh, but it it just seems odd for all elite to continue on without Cody. So you're saying they should shut down. Oh yeah, yeah, no, clo- yeah, close up shop tomorrow. Yeah, it's 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 done with. Yeah. So uh, another another rumor uh, of the reasons, because you know everybody has an opinion or a rumor as to why he left, uh, is that gazillion jobs that amongst the gazillion jobs that Tony Khan has. Uh, being the 100% total decision maker and booker of the company. 
uh, is also something that may have caused, uh, may have had, may have had given uh, Cody issues to have. Like, what do you guys take on that? Like, could it really be a thing? Uh, is the job of being a booker and having that control, that creative control, really, uh, really that big of a deal? Do you guys think for Cody? Probably not, honestly. Um, I, I think it probably paid, played a part in it, but I don't think it was a deal breaker. I just think that with everything that's been going on, I think he's just he's just ready to move on, honestly. I mean, I think he's seeing... I mean, you know, he is kind of the, the first big person to be leaving All Elite, you know, especially one of the originators. Or founder as an executive, you know, vice president, etc. But yeah, I think that you know he's, like I said, if he's working a place where he doesn't, where he's not getting along well with his coworkers, it sucks. If he's working somewhere and he feels like he has all this fresh new input and things to add, and they're getting shot down left and right, that sucks. And I can see where you would want to go somewhere. Um. You know, and try other avenues. I mean, if you have if you have a job, and you're told that this is your job, and then when you try to do your job, people tell you, "No, no, no, that sucks. Uh, we're going to do what I want instead." That could be frustrating and extremely frustrating. So, you know, why? I mean, it, you know, of course, the rumor goes straight back to, "Oh, he's going back to WWE," and he might. He might. You know, and, and if he goes back to WWE purely as a performer, then that's a whole lot of weight off of his shoulders. That's a whole lot of frustration that he's no longer having to deal with because he's only having to worry about one job. Apparently, the thing with All Elite was also is that everybody, you know, especially these people that kind of co-founded it, had a whole bunch of different jobs to do. There was a whole lot of hands in the cookie jar, you know, and but, but ultimately, Tony could go around behind any work you've done. Any comp, you know, anything you've said or done, and just go, no, 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 no. We're doing it this way instead. After you've done piles and piles of work to try and, you know, make a difference somewhere. So I could see, you know, where that would just be frust- frustrating and extremely frustrating over and over and over again. So wherever he goes, you know, I mean, he's seeing other guys like, you know, like Matt Cardona's setting a f- an amazing example of what you can do as a free agent. Cardona is literally going any and everywhere and moving right into the hottest program in that company, winning top championships, making lots of money, and then scooting over to the next place. Cody could very well do the same. I mean, that's what he did before he got with Ali, before Ali was founded. You know, Cody was essentially the hottest free agent in the game. He was making money and bringing eyes and attention to every place he stepped foot in. Part of the problem was once people saw his matches enough, you start going, yeah, his matches really aren't that good. But he generated the buzz. He generated the interest. Um, he got people to pay attention to a lot of places that they probably weren't paying attention to before or didn't even think existed. But because they saw the name Cody Rhodes, they they were at least intrigued to see what was going on. Um, he very well could try that again you know, and literally just be a free agent for a while or he could go to – you know, I mean, he could go to NWA. He's a former champion there. Ring of Honor is going to be starting back up in another month and a half. He could go there. He's a former world champion there. Um, 
you know, he, he hasn't really done any much with impact. He could go ahead and give them a shot. I mean, the, the thing is that there are – the way the wrestling landscape is now versus the way it was even five and six years ago is so different. There's so many options where guys can literally go and make a whole lot of money right now, um, you know, as opposed to just the one place to make decent money as a wrestler. Um I, I bet he's probably going to take a little while, and he and Brandy are just going to kind of enjoy not having the responsibility of of producing a wrestling show. Because even when they weren't, you know, wrestling on screen, their executive vice president job had them doing all kinds of other stuff. So they could really go in and yeah. I they would deal with so many things they built, maybe, and I mean. One person has to say, oh, Vince, or, or he could do any other thing she said. So realistically, what do you, I mean, okay, so he could do anything. Realistically, he could do anything, right? So, you know, the options are, there's, there's no doubt that there's value in the name, there's value in the character, and, you know, people enjoy watching him wrestle. Uh, so the question is like, if, if you could play, if, if you could control Cody's life, if you could say, Cody, go to this one place, where is the one place that you guys would like to see Cody Rhodes? Sitting at home. I mean, that's, that's a good joke, but I mean, honestly, he's going to be a, he's, He's probably best served as a heel anywhere he goes, right? Because he's gotten this this heat for kind of being, you know, pompous asshole, basically. Um, but uh, I think that he's probably wrestling stylistically. I think he's probably best suited for for the National Wrestling Alliance. I think he go he could go to NWA. And sit here and talk about how awesome, you know, his dad was, and he's a former champ, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And be it as a heel this time, you know, and sit here and be like, yeah, hey, you guys owe me, man. Like, I put you on the map. I put you on my pay-per-view. The only reason your pay-per-view sold so much, you know, was because I was facing Nick Aldis and I was the champion. And sit here and be like, the NWA needs me. You know, I don't need the NWA. The NWA needs me. I think he could play that to extreme heat. You know, I think that that would, that could do really well for him because, yeah, he does have this pompous attitude that, that fans are just shitting all over, you know? I don't care where Cody Rhodes is, but I just want Stardust to show back up. Stardust will never show back up unless he goes back to WWE because I'm pretty sure Vincent Mann owns that character. That's cool. The only way Stardust to show back up on my TV screen. He can. Thanks to the Peacock Network, sir. Anywhere, any Peacock in your pocket. Just grab a hold of that cock and shake it till it gets Cody. I don't know what about a Cody, but me and Stardust go back. Well, whatever you call your big finish, um, right. you know, when, once you grab your cock and shake it enough times. Um, mm-hmm. You can let all the dust come out. Yeah, you can let all as much dust as you want spray all over your own face. I don't care. But um, 
it's uh yeah i i think like i said his best uh option style for his wrestling style would be the nwa I mean, realistically, I just want him to go back to the WWE Stardust, honestly. I mean, obviously, money-wise, he could make money anywhere, but really, big, big, big money is the Fed. Right? And I think... Yeah, big money is the Fed, but it also comes with a lot stiffer schedule. Um, you know, and, and he... He may not want such a strict schedule because, you know, he and his wife now have a baby and these kind of things. That could have been part of what led him to leave All Elite, too, was they started touring again. And that means they had more places to go and they were on the road traveling more. You know, if he goes with WWE, he's going to be on the road traveling a lot. If he goes to NWA or Ring of Honor or Impact, right now, you know, they tape two and three times a week or two or three times a month, and that's it. The rest of that time is yours to, to – Spend with your family and uh, attempt other business ventures. You know all these different things that he may want to do. So a, a lighter schedule may fit into what what he wants. I don't. We you know we don't really know. They you know the speculation was since he was you know essentially a free agent from the time he walked away from from all elite was that he was literally going to show up on WWE TV immediately. You know the speculation that he was on a plane to Saudi Arabia. You know, he was going to show up at Elimination Chamber. And then, oh, well, you know, he's definitely coming to Monday. And, you know, they kind of – WWE kind of worked their magic to, to feed into that a little bit with a couple characters kind of, you know, alluding to some some past instances of things Cody has said or done. You mm -hmm. know, and yours comment and, you know, dashing and these kind of things. Um, you know, so I think that – I don't know. I don't know if he shows up to me. You know, it's a it's a handshake deal. It's it's as good as written down, but it's not written down yet. You know, whatever the dirt sheets want to say. You know, we in 2022, you got to remember to believe it when you see it. Yeah, for sure. The best place I for mean, him to redebut is going to be March 14th because Raw is live in Jacksonville. Or or with GCW on March 12th because it's in his hometown of Atlanta. And he could have feud with Effie like you do. Nice. Um, I mean, Cardona did it. Jeff Jarrett did it. Now it's Cody's turn. Okay. He's just going to walk out in Jacksonville and be like, oh, no, I'm on the yeah, show. And get a fee of booze and attack Effie and get even more booze. And then a couple weeks later, he'll have a match. He'll make a lot of money and then he'll walk away and go somewhere else. That's, that's how you do it. That's the GCW veteran style. I can promise Cody Rhodes won't touch GCW. I think a lot of people promised that he would never leave All Elite. Yeah. But I don't think a lot of people saw every like all the backstage stuff ever happening either. But... Yeah, but here we are. Anything can happen in the WWF. Yeah. I mean, obviously, everybody thought he showed up at Saudi Arabia. Everybody thought he was going to be the Mrs. Partner uh, for WrestleMania. Uh, I, he, uh, I hear that, you know, now people speculate, could he be? I, I mean, I know that, that the talk is that uh, AJ Styles, who, by the way, even though he, three years ago, 
it was said that he has, that he has probably signed his last contract, has re-signed a new, very lucrative contract with the Fed that includes trans. Like, apparently, the is going to cover his bus. Uh, he has the, uh, the Styles Express. Is that is that what we have now? Yeah, so um, oh. pro- probably is the Lex Express, you know, just cleaned up a little bit. Um, so kudos to AJ who at 44 years old maybe thought he was uh, he, he had you know he was on his last run he was going to move on to other things but you know WWE seized the value in AJ Styles and who wouldn't uh, and you know made him a deal like he's a little guy he's happy doing what he's doing working where he's working and you know it sounds like he's going to be one of those guys that may want to be a lighter, um in the Fed. But, yeah. Uh, so, anyways, you know, AJ Styles has been rumored as being uh, AJ's opponent at WrestleMania. But could it very well be that Cody Rhodes answers that challenge uh, and, you know, gets a big marquee match? Rhodes versus Edge. At WrestleMania, I I think that if they're going to bring Cody in straight away to a a big marquee program, you want to think it'd be something that has some kind of history or backstory, rather than just Hey Edge, like you're a big deal now, and I want to wrestle you in your back. Like, if, if he's coming straight away into a big hot feud for Mania, I would say like Randy Orton. He and Randy Orton have a long history with Legacy, and, you know, and they had their few, you know their time and all this, and Cody can come back and be like, dude, you know, you were supposed to take me under your wing, and then you kind of kicked me to the side, and I left and became an even bigger star than I would have been had I stayed under your, you know, tutelage or, you know, all these kind of things to make it uh, a story and make it mean something rather than just him targeting Edge with, with seemingly no reasoning and backstory. Or he can help Randy Orton turn on Matt Riddle and then we can reform Legacy, give DiBiase Jr. a call, and we can just get the band back together. Yep, yep. Teddy ain't doing shit. He's a re- isn't he, like, isn't he, re- you know... Just got some normal nine to five schmo job right now. I he, I think he tried to become a teacher, and then I think he's he's you know he got sued for um I don't know if it's uh, stealing money is not the right word. Um, no, that was the other DBS. One DBS, two DBS. Can never tell. Um. I, yeah, I mean, that would be cool, you know? I mean, they, they could form a new tag team, RK Dust. Um, no, you don't put, you don't, no. no. It was dumb enough with RK, bro. And Rated RKO was pretty terrible, too. I liked Rated RKO. The name is fucking stupid. Regardless of the team, the name is fucking stupid. That's what we were talking about. I liked the name. Stupid. RK Bro is absolutely stupid. Especially when they say you're going to fall to the three most dangerous letters, RK Bro. And I'm like, that's way more than three letters. 
But that's because he's so high, he doesn't know the alphabet anymore. Fuck Matt Riddle. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Wherever he goes, I hope he finds happiness. You know, although, let me just be honest. I feel like Cody Rhodes goes to sleep with a chip on his shoulder. Uh, and I think he's trying to live up to a legacy that he'll, I, in my personal opinion, no, no, uh, no hate to, you know, Cody Rhodes, but he'll always be the third best Rhodes in the Rhodes family. And I don't think he's ever going to get past that. I, I that's high praise for baby. Huh? So that's high praise for Brandy. I'm, I'm only counting the boys, guys. Come on. Um. So yeah, I think that uh, I I think that he is goals of trying to, you know, outshine his legacy, just live up to his legacy, and be, you know. It's just, I don't know. I, I just think that he's putting his, all this pressure on himself. And it's just like... Just he, like, he gets you know, a shot, a shot and then... It just doesn't work out the way it's supposed to. Yeah. So, but hey, I hope that wherever he is, he's happy and, you know... And... I mean, it'll kind of be awkward if he goes back to the lead the way that, you know, that, not the way that he left, but the, the insinuations of the things that he did when he was in the AEW. Yeah. I think like he, all the he or oh, anybody, he took the most shots to the road and the golden shovel and all that bullshit. Yeah. So... But alas, that, that happened. All right. Uh, speaking of AEW, they have a pay-per-view coming out, don't they? The pay-per-view? Uh, it's another special edition of, you know, their weekly show. No, it's it's a live pay-per-view happening. It's Revolution. Live in Orlando, Florida. Revolution. Uh, um, let's see. You know, they got the, the face of the revolution ladder match uh, for a future TNT championship. Keith Lee versus Wardlow versus Tyler Hobbs. That's nothing. How do you have a guy, how do you push a guy like Wardlow? The same. Do any big guy. They just beat the shit out of squads and look really good. You have Ryan Page in catering doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Wardlow's younger and didn't speak out of turn. Yeah, that's kind of it. Brian Cage, I mean, I, I understand Brian Cage. Like, he's got this chip on his shoulder. Like, why, are, why aren't you guys doing more with me? But, you know, he's not part of the cool clique, so he can't speak up like that without kind of getting punished. Apparently, he's one of those that's on the block where they're just going to let him sit around until his contract runs out. And then quietly let him go. Yeah, well, Vince, I'm sure he's celebrating to get his hands on him. Um, there's just three more people to be determined. Uh, Jurassic Express uh, will be 
uh, defending their tag titles against two other teams. Uh, CM Punk versus MJF in a dog color match. Um, Dr. Britt Baker DMD will defend the AEW Women's Championship against Thunder Rosa. And the Battle of the Adamses, Hangrid will defend the AEW World Title against Adam Cole. He, he's he's no longer Adam, he's just Hangman. They haven't called him Adam in forever. He doesn't have a first name anymore, it's just it's just Hangman. Wait, did wait, AEW removes, takes away the first names too? No, they, whatever they do is totally different than what what WWE does. Okay, WWE is 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 the devil's playground, and, and AEW is is the gate of heaven. Okay, they only do what's right and pure and honest, and nothing at all anything like what what WWE does because WWE is just terrible. But you just said no, 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 no. It's totally different. It's totally different. Trust me. I you you can't see it because you're wearing Vince blinders. Um, but it's completely and utterly different than than whatever WWE's done. Vince has just brainwashed you, man. That's how evil they are. They brainwash you. And you don't even know it. Now I know English is not my first language, but you say it. You heard you heard it the way that Vince wants you to hear it, man. You're a you're a WWE sheep, bro. Well, I I rather be a sheep than a piece of something else. But whatever. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll make a prediction. Probably is two weeks from now, before or after the sixth. I don't even know. I don't keep a calendar. It's Tuesday. Podcasting yeah, until okay. eight minutes ago. So, yeah, by the time we have our next podcast, this that paper will be over. So, you guys think any title changes are happening? I think it's time for Britt Baker to drop that championship to Thunder Rosa. I think it makes a big story. You know, essentially, one of Britt Baker's very few losses in all elite wrestling was to Thunder Rosa, and it was in the unsanctioned lights out match so it did not count towards uh you know Brit's official win loss record and all that and despite losing that match very quick very soon after Britt Baker won the championship and Thunder Rosa's you know was was kind of thrust to the undercard and has battled and battled and battled and now she you know is 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 attacking the you know cutting out the animals at the head, you know, she tried to take out Mercedes and try to take out Hater and and Rebel, and now it's just her and Baker. And I think now's the time for that for that big story arc to come full circle. And you know, hell, Britt Baker needs a rest, but also time to finally create new stars and additional stars in the division. It's time for Britt to take her turn on Dark, like all the former champions. Or maybe she actually have wants one to go be a dentist. Uh, woman on, at a time on the roster. Yeah. I mean, by the way, shout out to um, Alanis' own Lamar Diggs uh, for making his YouTube debut on uh, on Dark. 
Homegrown talent. I saw this coming a couple weeks ago, actually, because he, here's the thing. You can tell when a young indie guy or girl is about to make a dark appearance because they start retweeting and reposting the uh, the all elite uh, posts on, you know, watch Dynamite. Here's the exact matches you'll see tonight. But they post it like word for word, like all the other uh, AEW posts, you know. So you, when they start doing that several weeks in advance, you know that means that they're uh, they'll be, you know, they were at the recent dark taping. And and Diggs did that a couple weeks ago, and I said, up oh, up, oh, I think that means he got a dark match. And this week it's announced official after it's shown on the poster. There he is. But congrats, big man. You know, we, we're, we're personal friends with him. We've seen him go from fan to, to trainee to wrestler. And, you know, he's been working really hard the last several years to, you know, moving around to several different training centers to try and up his game. And, um, you know, the, guy, the guy's working a lot of small places, but he stays busy every weekend. And he's only getting better. And so hopefully, you know, this is a chance for a few extra people to see, uh, get get a view at him. Hopefully, you know, continues to, to do good things for his wrestling journey. Definitely. Absolutely. So, so, so good for him. Uh, so, uh, Hangman versus Cole. I'm not really sure, um, you know, if we get a title change on that one or not. Uh, that, sadly, you know, Hangman's, it was a big and glorious moment when he finally won, but he's kind of played second fiddle since winning the championship. You know, you've had so many other big people and big stars and big matches and stuff that his uh, – his championship reign has almost seemed kind of, kind of secondary to a lot of things. Um, has the Hangman won the value the AEW World Championship? I don't know about that. I think it's more that it's increasingly difficult for a um, a face champion uh, to stay. To stay at the top in the big picture, the real money in a babyface is in the chase, getting revenge on a guy, somebody who wronged you. You know, working hard to get to the top, staying at the top, and being a fighting champion, unfortunately, is is kind of a boring storyline. And you know, he's yes, he's the world champion, but there's so many people who are seen as bigger stars by the fans and the company that he's still having to play you know, fight for television time against all these guys who are, you know, who are seen at, at a higher value. I think that's part of the big problem. It's not that he brought down the championship. I think it's that they kind of like AEW kind of books for that for the moment. And so they books him winning, but then kind of seemingly didn't really have a whole lot of plans of what the hell to do with it afterwards. Let me ask you this, Danny, because I kind of posed this question to Eric two weeks ago. We kind of discussed this a little bit, but do you okay. do you think that take them taking so long and putting the belt on Paige may have hurt him and may have hurt this run? 
because the bill was there early on and, and people yeah. were behind him and they, they yeah. just took it a lot like forever. A, a lot of different reasons came about to to postpone it. You know, some of them were, you know, him uh you know, met met you know, he needed he took time off kind of at the wrong time. He kind of got injured a little bit and then took time off for his son, like right when it seemed like it was the prime moment. And so they had to hurry and find a way to kind of write him off TV, you know, for a little bit. You know, yeah, he can no longer challenge for the championship, you know, or whatever the gimmick was. Um, so I think part of it's that, um, you know, that he that they that the timing was was weird in it, and yeah, it did take so long. Uh, but I think there's also. I think also part of it is that it's just hard to book a face champion. I mean, you think of in, in mainstream wrestling, the problem is that American wrestling fans got acclimated to, uh, to wrestling being a cer- certain way through Vince's domination of American wrestling television for the last 20 years. Okay, and so Vince McMahon does not like to book the underdog champion. Vince McMahon really doesn't like, you know, having a long-term face champion unless that face champion is just extremely dominant. Okay, you know, the the Superman Cena, your you know your your unstoppable Hogan, your you know your ultimate warrior, just being you know guys just can't even handle them when they get them one on one in the ring kind of thing. You know, and, and Hangman isn't that kind of wrestler. He is more of that fight from underneath type. And so I think to an extent, the fans were not ready to see him have some long championship reign because it's not what they're used to. And yeah, as much as the prides themselves on taking risks and trying things new, they still don't want to try a whole lot of new things because – they're afraid that it, it could it could generate bad results. Because I mean, even with Punk's four hundred and thirty four day reign, like they eventually turned him heel midway through it, just because. Yeah. And he was the hottest baby in the company. Yeah. Yeah, because he wasn't the type of re- he wasn't that type of dominant superhero type wrestler that Vince McMahon likes. That's what Vince McMahon likes from a hero, you know. Brock, yeah. look, look, Brock Lesnar, you know, that's what he is. He's this dominant. You know, babyface, and the only way you know heels are going to beat him is is through nefarious means. Um, and it took Vince what a year and a half to realize that Brian was a, was the right choice. Yeah, WrestleMania and, thirty. Yeah, and the, and the thing is though, it, that reign wasn't exceptionally long for Brian though. That was he had related. The, yeah, but but at the same time though, he had his big win moment, and then they're kind of like, oh crap, okay, well we don't really know what to do with him long-term past this. Well, he got hot-shotted into a feud with Kane for the next pay-per-view, and that's when he got hurt. Yeah. Well, so Kane only had a month with it. Kane also has kind of been the uh, instant feud for babyfaces to help him get over. I mean, they tried that with Benoit, too. Mm-hmm. His first thing after winning the belt in this big historic moment was against Kane, you know, because Kane's a solid, consistent worker, and he, he's big and he's strong, but he can he can lose and it not really hurt or affect his character. Yeah. You know? um, so yeah, it, it, it probably was partially due to his injury, 
but also I don't know how long they were planning to have him be champion. I mean, you look at even recently, Kofi Kingston, Big E, you know, it was it was about the big win moment. Uh, and once the big win moment happened, and, you know, a couple weeks later, like, the the initial buzz wore down after their championship win, and they were kind of like, "Oh yeah, um, uh, well, uh, what do we, what do we do, what do we do now?" Mm, and then they them taking the belt off Biggie. I know, or 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 like I said, or Kofi Kingston. Um, I mean, at know? least Kofi had a six or seven month run with it. That's that's true. That's true. Um. You know, so back to Hangman, though, as we continue to, you know, stick on WWE. But back to Hangman, because the American fans have been, have seen something the same way for so long, you know, AEW tried to do, you know, several short programs with Hangman, you know, and other people, you know, with Archer and, Yet again, guys who wouldn't normally find themselves in title matches going for him, you know, because you, because all your big stars, you know, Sting and Mox and Punk and, you know, I mean, he had a couple matches with Brian and that was supposed to kind of legitimize him, but at the same time, it didn't because people were more excited for Brian wrestling than they were for Hangman. Can't blame him, <laughs> honestly. But I'm just saying that it's difficult yeah. for him. Put booking long term and i think that's we've seen to be a consistent problem for all elite wrestling is long term they're great about booking for that big moment you know a debut of somebody a big exciting hot debut and then they're like oh shit well what do we do with him uh well and and, and then he, you know shit kind of falls by the wayside look at ruby soho i mean literally Andrade, look at Malachi Black. Yeah, Hot. I mean Black stuff, but it's it's very low on the card. It's kind of minor stuff. I mean, he, you know, he blind he half blinded a cheerleader, and like what else did he do? You know, like he beat up Cody a couple times, and then you know they yeah, did Cody and King. is, and he's the one who won that feud technically. You know, like. So it's I just, think we can hate Malachi for what he did when giving us those um, trash-ass vignettes with Julia Hart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With with her, like, stumbling around like, like she's a blind person in really bad comedy. Like, girl, but you still have one eye. You can see. But all, but all elite wrestling is completely and utterly different than WWE in every single way. They would never do anything that's that, that WWE does terribly, like bad comedy or – or, or shitty gimmicks, um, you know, it's the completely different, changing the game, you know, wrestling like like it's supposed to be, like like the way you've never seen before, you know, and etc. Et yeah. Because yeah. it's all about the game and how you play it. I guess we're gonna see how good Cody is at playing the game. Uh, I don't, okay. I don't think the game is the one he's got to answer to is the problem. So fair. To, to wrap up this uh, here, Adam Cole should win the AEW Championship and become the longest reigning AEW World Champion of all time. 
I, well, he's an elite boy, so probably oh that's exactly God. what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I can see that happening very fairly easily. Um, you know, and it could be, you know, I mean, there's been all this, you know, we've seen Jay White come in now and, you know, the Bucks, and I could see it being some kind of crazy, you know, everybody and their mother kind of runs in and, you know, they, they try to give that to the reasoning of why Paige lost as opposed to just Adam Cole beating him straight up. Um, but you never you never know. We'll and have to see. Jay White, the Good Brothers, Chris Bay, Tomatonga, Bale. Yeah, it could be this crazy, you know, over overbooked, ridiculous finish where everybody in their mother runs in and uh, Jeff Jarrett comes in. Oh yeah, of course. Why not? Yeah, he, he was bullet club. Just to swing the guitar, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, once you bullet club, you bullet club for life. Yeah, Haku's gonna run in. Yeah, yeah. Scott Demore. Scott yeah. Demore. Bullet yeah. Remember Scott Demore? Yeah. Frankie Kazarian, because he was bullet club for five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you got to bring in Yoshi Tatsu because he's the bullet club hunter. Exactly, and then you call Vince to see if you can borrow AJ for five minutes. Yeah, so he's going to be Balor. Just get and then Balor's going to come in. Yeah. yeah. Everybody who's ever been remotely connected, even for 30 seconds, to the Bullet Club or the Elite. Um, Ambro Neal. Yeah, Steen, Steen's got to come in and fight for his buddies Cole and the Young Bucks. The Mount Rushmore, yeah. Bullet Club is fine, okay? Don't yeah. don't propaganda. It's looking better than ever. House of Torture's coming in too, baby. House of Torture's so, coming in. So what a thing, huh? I mean, Jay White turning on on the Guerrillas of Destiny at the impact of the latest pay-per-view. So Rebellion, the style of this code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at me retaining this information about Impact. You all should be proud of me. Because Impact's been a really good show, actually. I mean, I, 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 I don't really watch it, but, you know, I definitely do keep up with what's going on because, I mean, they, they have some interesting stuff going out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Jay, Jay White turning, I mean, I don't know if he's turning a Bullet Club or well, you know, he kicked off. What, okay, well, what's Bullet Club? What Jay's claiming in his promos, okay, he said ahead of time that the winner of that match was going, or, or the pers- the team that would win that match is the greatest team in the history of Bullet Club, okay? So he attacked Tomatonga to give the win to the Good Brothers. He got a promo afterwards with the Good Brothers and Chris Bay saying that he was going to make you know, he said that he was going to make the greatest version of Bullet Club ever across every promotion. New Japan, Impact, uh, you know, All Elite. He was going to get wrestlers from all these different organizations and create the greatest version of Bullet Club we've ever seen. And so apparently the in, in, the Impact incarnation right now as it stands is the Good Brothers, Chris Bay, and Jay White. It seems that he's kind of trying to talk to Adam Cole and the Young Bucks to maybe see his way, you know, and then he's he's over on Strong where there's not a lot of Bullet Club support apart from people who come for, for a taping, um, you know, but it, it'd be interesting to see how all this affects Japan. Yeah, it, are the Gorillas of Destiny completely out of Bullet Club? 
Or is there going to be some kind of, you know, varying factions of the Bullet Club? Um, you know, I mean, House of Torture is already kind of their own thing. They don't really do multi-man matches with the rest of Bullet Club. They do what House they do House of Torture stuff and pretty much House of Torture stuff only. Um, so kind of like when they did the Elite version. Yeah. To an extent, yeah. Um, yeah. They're a spinoff. Yeah, yeah. They're a, they're a subgroup basically, but they're at the same time like they're they kind of don't really mix with the other rest of the Bullet Club. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, yeah I guess that was kind of like the elite to to some degree. They would they definitely saw themselves as better than the Bullet Club, and you know that kind of thing. Um. So it's it's really interesting to see where this goes. The New Japan Cup starts, you know, soon to, to, to briefly transition to New Japan. The New Japan Cup starts, you know, next month, and it goes through most of the month. Both Tama and Tongaloa are in the New Japan Cup, um, you know, as well as most of the other members of, of the Bullet Club that, that are regularly in Japan. Um you know, so what does this? You know, we'll see how how their interactions go. Uh, you know, I think that's that'll be one of the most interesting stories leading into the New Japan Cup. Yeah. But yeah, to take take a quick break here from uh, AEW talking about uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, they just uh, had their show some support. The uh, golden, the, the year, the golden. That was the New Year's golden. Something that was called New Year's uh, golden. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's you know this is now the the fiftieth anniversary of New Japan. So there, that was kind of the first series, the New Year's golden, and then moving into the anniversary series in the New Japan Cup, which will be through March. Yeah, so that'll, that'll be March March 1st. Um, I think it's the second. Yeah, the first is the anniversary show, yeah. and the New Japan yeah. Cup starts the second. Mm-hmm. And the finals of the New Japan Cup are like the 27th and the 28th because it's a 48-man field this year. Yeah, big, big field. Uh, yeah, but so we had a couple of title changes. So we had a couple of title, title matches, uh, and... Uh, Yano got back the uh, King of Pro Wrestling title, so he's back on the hunt. Of course, uh, the official winner of the you know for the year is whoever holds the title by the end of the year. So Yano defeated Suzuki. Um, but, provisional title holder, as they call them. Yeah, and uh, but in a uh, bigger news. Uh, we have a new U.S. champion as Sonata defeated Tanahashi uh, in almost 30 minutes. Um, I do not personally consider that good news because Sonata puts me... I, I say good news. I big. It's a big... Yeah, Tanahashi... Sonata being Tanahashi is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, and then we have the junior heavyweight champions as... Uh, Master Watu and Tigushi uh, won that those tag titles in uh, that was the match. 
want to win that match, and that's the team that won that match. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll do. Uh, I'm looking forward to to the next coming shows. Uh, we're gonna see a couple legendary names coming up for um, the 50th anniversary. Uh, in, in a, along with some of the greats, uh, we're gonna see a six man tag team match. Uh, Okada Tanahashi teaming up with legendary Tsumi Fujinami. And uh, they will te- be teaming up against uh, Suzuki Saksevi Jr. and Yoshiaki Fujiwara. Yeah, so so uh, so Fujinami was actually in the very first match of the very first New Japan show 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. He was in the opening match of that show. He was a junior heavyweight at the time. So that's why he's being brought back. And Fujiwara of course, was was there in the early years of New Japan also. Um, he's a mentor and a trainer to Suzuki, to Minoru Suzuki and uh, countless others. So it's, it's, I mean, it's wild to think that these guys can still compete, although I assume it will be very minimally in that match. Right. But then get in the ring and hit a few trademarks, trademark moves and stuff, I think is, is the, the fans are really, really going to enjoy. Yeah. So it's just you know we had the great uh, so we're gonna have a, a lot of other great matches but to me one of the bigger things is that we get the return of Kota Ibushi as he will be teaming out with Tencent Kojima and uh, Yuji Nagata against uh, you know Will Osprey, uh, Great Okan, Jeff Cobb, and Naranara. Um so Ibushi returns. He's back. He's finally back after separating his shoulder in the finals of the G1 Climax. Uh, he'll also be in the New Japan Cup. You know, he- heavily favored to win the New Japan Cup this year. Um, I'm putting my money uh, for the New Japan Cup to either for this man to either make the finals or win the whole thing, and I think that's Great Ocon. I know he has a hard match. I think Great Ocon actually fights Kota Ibushi in the very first round, but I think the way that Great Ocon has just been on a dominating tear. Um, granted, he's been fighting you know a lot of singles matches against uh, the third generation guys and you know young lions. And these kind of things, he did lose to Sonata at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, but I think that that the New Japan Cup is going to be a, a star-making type performance for, for Great Okan. And he makes it to the finals or or even wins the whole thing. And then you have a, you know an already set-up match again for him versus Okada. You know, when he's the one who came and interfered... Um, and and allowed Osprey to beat um, Okada in the G1 climax and starting the United Empire. Mm-hmm. So you know, then you have him moving up to face Okada in a in a big singles match for the championship, and you kind of continue that rivalry. Yeah. So that's my possible prediction. 
It could be any number of people. Shingo's a heavily favored. You know, Abushi's heavily favored. Of course, with with the champions, you know, Sonata, former champ Tanahashi, uh, Okada, you know, in, in this tournament as well. Um, there's a lot of favorites, but the New Japan Cup is also famous for its upsets. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to read all 30 names because that's a lot. So, kids, yeah. look it up. Um, yeah, for, look it up. It's 48 names, 16 wrestlers. We'll get uh, first round by. Uh, then we get the other 32 people. Uh, we'll be wrestling from March the 2nd through March the 3rd. No, March, yeah, March the 3rd. Uh, then the next round will be March 9th through March 13th. Third round, March 15th, 17th, 18th. The quarterfinals, March 21st. The semifinals on the 26th, and the finals on March 27th, uh, both the semifinals and the finals from the uh, Osaka Joe Hall in Osaka, Japan. Uh, but yeah, uh, everybody in the roster basically is getting a payday and getting in this tournament uh, because... Uh, Sima making his return? Yeah. Um, Which also Sima will be wrestling in the uh, anniversary show as well. So that's pretty Yeah, cool. yeah. yeah. Um, and then, of course, yeah, the Young Lions are in there. A lot of junior heavyweights. You know, guys we haven't seen in a while coming back, like Fale. Saying, what did get his first round buy? I'm like... I don't know how the first round buys were determined because a lot... I, I looked at a couple of them and I'm like, okay, they're a champion. That makes sense. But then I'm like, no, 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 wait. The champions are... Are fighting. I think it was like a random drawing to determine who got the buys. Because like Kanemaru has a has a first round buy. He's not he's not a champion right now. You know he and Desperado like maybe they're the number one contenders of the junior heavyweight championship, but that match won't happen until after the New Japan Cup. Um, you know, yeah, and Kojima, you know, is is a first round buy and. You know, his win-loss record as of late is, is very poor. Yes, he did great things in the past, but, you know, he's fallen down the card as, as one of the New Japan dads for several years. Um, so I think that they were they were randomly determined as to who got the buys and who didn't. That's my guess, because there is no rhyme or reason that I saw as to why most of these people have buys and some of the others don't. Yeah. Well, uh, we go from the land of the rising sun to the great kingdom of Saudi Arabia, where uh, WWE put on another $50 million spectacle. Uh, this time, the Elimination Chamber. Um, Saudis, I'm sure, no, no strangers to chambers. Uh, but yeah, here we go. Uh, we can talk the pre-show. Rey Mysterio no. defeats The Miz, which is what led to The Miz looking for a tag team partner. Uh, of course, now reveals the slogan, Paul. Um, this tag team no longer work for WWE, okay? Yeah. That's the problem. Miz gets his partners fired, okay? Well, Logan Paul is they so, can't so step up his talent level. Now, because he politics to get them fired, because he gets jealous of their of their superstar ability. No, his whole slogan is "Be Miz, Be Jealous." 
They're jealous of him. Let's see. He tells other people to be jealous because he's the one who's really secretly jealous. Okay, it's trying to cover his own insecurities by by over outward exuberance. He's the only two-time Grand Slam champion in WWE history. He has nothing to be jealous about. Doesn't mean he's not an insecure person. He's a fantastic human being. Well, he was not fantastic in this match because he lost to Rey Mysterio in the pre-show. Yeah. The kick oh. show, whatever they call it. Pre-show. Um, I, so we opened up this uh, premium live event. Oh, by the way, Danny, we didn't get to this with you last time. But how do you like that change from pay-per-view to pre- live premium event? A premium live event that they released now calling their former pay-per-views. The name's going to take a little bit of getting used to, but it, it makes sense. I mean, nobody's paying to, you know, to pay. They're not pay-per-views because with the streaming networks, like, it's included. You're not paying for that item specifically, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it, it makes sense to give them a different name. You know, it's not a great team, but it's it's about time, I guess. So we kick off with the Universal Championship. Roman Reigns defeats Goldberg by submission. Well, TKO technically, since Goldberg passed out in less than six minutes. Goldberg Goldberg can't wrestle too long, brother. So he just got real he just got really tired because it was way past his bedtime and he was jet lagged from the flight and them not having the the special dish he ordered for his for his you know his sensitive stomach with his old age um and he just got tired and he just it was just it was nap time he wrestled six minutes it was nap time so he just he just fell asleep and they just kind of had to end the match. But but technically, that's also the very first time in, in Goldberg's professional wrestling career that he's lost by submission. Yep. Crazy. I I still think it weird that somehow that they wouldn't just allow him to job to the spear. You know that you know that it was some way to attempt to they were trying to use it to establish some possible. You know, new finisher for Reigns that people can, don't expect yet. But I, yeah, I mean, he Goldberg is essentially the guy who innovated the spear into a professional wrestling move. You know, as a setup and finisher. You know, I mean, it's it's named the spear because that's the name that they were using for it for him. He's not the first guy to ever run and tackle a guy in a wrestling match. He's just the guy who who innovated the move as a devastating, you know, possible finishing move. You know, so I, I would think that it would be some kind of, you know, poetic license for him to find, you know, for the move that he innovated to to be used to defeat him. But, you know, maybe maybe he didn't want to. Maybe he's kind of possessive and jealous over over the over the spear and didn't want to lose to it. Fair. Yeah. Could have been um, so then, uh, of course, this was Goldberg's last match in his contract. Do you guys think he should sign a new one? No. Do you think he's done? I hope he's done. Uh, yeah, I, 
I would hope he's done in ring. I would, you know, I would think that he could be useful, you know, with a legends contract where he makes a few appearances, you know, does signings, maybe some ambassador work. But yeah, I don't, I don't think we really need to see him as an as an active competitor anymore. Yeah, I mean, he proved that 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 when he had that match, the Undertaker, where they damn near killed each other, probably shouldn't be wrestling, and that was also in Saudi Arabia. So, um, a lot of dying and killing in Saudi Arabia. Boy, he was coming hard. Um, but yes, their own brand. Yeah, well, golly. Um, <laughs> where's Nico? Wow, 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 with these kind of comments. That's what Nico would be saying if she were here. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's time for Goldberg to to retire from active competition and, and move into other other roles in professional wrestling. Yeah. Time to go to England, <laughs> brother. Right. The first, of, the first of two Elimination Chambers <coughs> matches um, uh, or, or as the uh, Saudis would probably say just another Tuesday. Um, Bianca Belair defeated Alexa Bliss, Dewdrop, Liv Morgan, Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley uh, to earn a shot. Yes, okay. I, I know I said Alexa, but I didn't mean you. Um, to, yeah, no, be quiet. I, 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 I didn't call you. No, oh, no, voice down. No, no. Alexa, go to sleep. All right, that, that worked. Um, okay, so, Bianca Belair, winner to, uh, earn a, the Royal Women's Championship match at WrestleMania 38. Um, I don't know what you guys, but this is a pretty darn good match, and to the surprise of probably myself and many other people, this match was the longest match of the night. It was definitely a good match. Um, I think they, they had the right six women in there. They they had to wear you know different attire, but they they didn't they you know they definitely put on their working boots for this match. Mm-hmm. Um. I really like I really like what they're doing with um, with Bianca and Rhea setting up something for the future. I think that those two can do really good things together. I mean, they're kind of the, the you know they're kind of right. I mean, they were with they both won the championship in singles matches for the first time, uh, you know, at last year's WrestleMania. And I think that was supposed to be kind of a, a signifying that you know that they're kind of the next, the next gen. They're the leaders of this next gen that's coming in behind the four horsewomen, you know, and Oscar. And, um, and I think that that's absolutely true. You know, they're both amazing athletes, and they both you know bring something different to the table than 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 any of the other wrestlers on the roster. Um, you know, physicality wise, personality wise, um, you know, their charisma and their look, I think is definitely unique. Um, so yeah, I think that they're going to be this kind of them against each other is going to be kind of a long standing feud for, for a few, once they get to the top. I think they're going to be kind of the two, you know, they're going to essentially be the Sasha and the Charlotte of of the division for a while. They're going to always kind of be 
battling for, for supremacy. And I, I, I would I would like to say I think that um, Dewdrop is a hundred percent what WWE wish Nia Jax was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, I mean, the continuing wrestler <laughs> who's big and powerful and dominant, but is soft as shit. soft as butter in that fucking ring. I mean. She looks like she murders you, and it is perfectly okay. Um, yeah. I mean, and that, that comes, you know, that's part of the difference of, you know, Dewdrop essentially having, you know, approximately 15 years' experience in professional wrestling before she hit the main roster mm-hmm. versus Nia Jax essentially coming out of wrestling school and going straight to the PC mm-hmm. and then having to, to basically do her seasoning. And and you know training and finding herself and all this on television. Look, she wasn't like most girls, okay? Yeah, she, that's I I do I do recall hearing something about that. Um, but you know that's I mean that's part of the difference. And WWE can talk about how they're the greatest development system in the world and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But you know that's doesn't mean that every single person that comes through that system is going to be amazing. Casey, you know, Tay Conti, like we thought she was a jerk and shit in WWE, and all of a sudden she can work like a motherfucker in AEW. Yeah, she she changed up her training program and who she was working with, and where everybody's just like. Where the hell has this girl been? Like, if she was this in WWE, they wouldn't have need to bring in Ronda Rousey. They would have had Tay fucking Conti. See, we don't get strictly shit on WWE or AEW here. We do say good things. Yeah, we say good things about both, and we shit on both. We're 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 equal opportunity. We praise where praise is due, <laughs> and we shit where shit is due. Okay. Yeah. Well, we we, we do that in the bathroom though, in the toilet, preferably. Yeah, where it's due in in the toilet with the the bad stuff of professional wrestling, no matter what company it's from. Do 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 drop. We kept saying do, so that was that got in my head. And, and that's the thing, right? So do, do draw. I mean, people people can say whatever about the name. People can say whatever about the character. But guess what? You hear no complaints about anybody working with her. Nope. Uh, you know, she she seems to be. I mean, we we know, you no know, former Piper Knight was was always great, and you know, everywhere else she worked, and yeah, she makes her work look good, and yeah, when she's you know just enjoying, I'm sure that the other women in the roster enjoy working with her as well. And, I mean, she's been on the main roster less than a year, and they've already had like three different incarnations of her character. And they were essentially look, built like they were set up to fail. And she knocked every single one out of the park. Exactly. She made it work. And that's, that's, you know, that's like the I mean, that's – will come out with gold dust level stuff from time to time. Yeah. That's uh, gold level. That's Miz level. You know, that's Chris Jericho level. That's like these people who've ha- who have success in world wrestling entertainment for a decade plus. It's because they do – you know, they're given these things and some of them are kind of like 
set up to fail, and they somehow make it work. I mean, our truth, our truth. Okay, this guy should have been. You know, all the all the stupid shit that he's been given in his career in WWF, WWE. He he realistically could have failed a dozen times over, but because his own personal charisma shines through, his ring work shines through. He embraces it and and makes it work, and it's entertaining, and that's how he's maintained his his position in the company for so did long. You just, did you just say something nice about the Miz? Briefly, yeah. I've I've never I've never not said that Miz is the greatest sports entertainer in professional wrestling. There we but go. But the problem I have is I don't find that entertaining myself. I get that he he. Everything that they've ever handed him, he has put his all into it and made it work. No matter which position on the card he's in, whether he's in the pre-show match like he was last week, or he's in the main event of WrestleMania, he makes it work. Okay, and he makes it work to the standards that WWE wants, and he succeeds at it. And that's why he's been with the company, and he's. You know, essentially made over his career, I would say he's probably made millions of dollars with World Wrestling Entertainment. Um, and he'll probably do that for another 10 to 15 years because, because you know, he used to I do have, what he what he wants. I have a giant have smile a giant on my smile. face right now listening to you talk about the Miz like that. But here's what I'm saying is that the problem I the problem is I don't find what he does entertaining. Hey, that's cool. That's you praised not, him. Praise that's all I needed to hear. Not what I like in professional wrestling he's a sports entertainer through and through and yes entertainer of all time greatest sports entertainer of all time but you know and you know i completely see and understand he is where he is and why he's there and why he has the success but that doesn't mean i i find it enjoyable you know i i love david bowie for the fact that he's a an innovator and you know, he dared to be different and try to change things musically, stylistically, professionally. He, he continually changed and grew his career and all this. And I, and I love him as this icon and this God of, of the music industry and cultural importance, but I can't listen to his music. I don't enjoy any of it. I don't sit down and, and put on David Bowie records and sit here and dance around my fucking house. But you know, it, it. I would, I would worship at the feet of of a, of a life size statue of David Bowie. Okay, so just because I love and respect and appreciate the things you've done, doesn't mean I, I also enjoy the art that you create. You can enjoy the creator without enjoying the the art, and you can also enjoy the art without enjoying the creator. Hey, I'm good. I listen to you praise the myth. That's all I needed to hear. Tonight. Good minutes, yeah. That's. Hot damn, we can just end the podcast here. Uh, yeah, t- today, today is February 22nd. Uh, it's 2. 2 2 2 2 2 2 2 2 2 2 2 2 2 2 2 2 2 2 2 2 2 2 2 2 Danny Danger paid his respects to the Miz. What a time to yeah. be alive! Yeah, the ma- so. the magic of two, the magic of two. 
Because Miz is a two-time Grand Slam champion. See? Look at that. I wrap wow. up together with a perfect, nice little little bow that wow. says I'm awesome on the ribbon. Okay? The ribbon of the bow says I'm awesome over and over again. Okay? Mm-hmm. We stand. We All stand. Right. Next up. Because here, here we go. There's, there's a, I, I see a lot of crap in, in, in this show's future now. Naomi and Ronda Rousey defeat Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville uh, by submission. Of course, Ronda Rousey uh, wrestling with one arm tied next to her body because he wasn't really behind her back. <laughs> so, yeah. That um, match happened. Naomi got on pay-per-view. No, premium live event. Like premium live event. Naomi got a featured spot, and I think that's what we really should all appreciate and respect out of that. 100%. Naomi getting a big featured spot, getting getting her shine. Um, Hopefully, you know, they they continue to do such because, yet again, we talk about people who are – who are great people and hard workers and passionate. Literally try to make every stupid thing they've given her work. You know, the Funkadactyl, you know, and and glowing. And, you know, she tried so fucking hard with so many different tag partners to make shit work. But for some reason, WWE would just go, oh, yeah, no, it's starting to get over. Okay, now nah, we got to take you off TV for a little bit. Oh, yeah, it's starting to get over. Eh, maybe, maybe, maybe that's not what we want to do. What was the trio she was in? Was it like sororities with attitudes or whatever? With, with Sasha and somebody else? That was the Team Bad. Uh, it was her and Sasha and Tamina, right? Yeah. Bad, yeah. Oh, bad. Team Bad, yeah. But I mean, then she had, you know, like, the, you know, she was teaming with Oscar, you know, and they were trying to, like, Jill and get this kind of thing and you know like she was trying to teach Oscar like you know American culture and like you know a little bit of black culture and Oscar was like trying her best to imitate it and it was kind of silly and fun and people started digging it but then they like just kind of disappeared Naomi and just kind of let Oscar continue to be silly and fun and dominate people right. I like they don't understand <laughs> Naomi See, like, this is the thing about Ronda, right? Like, people hate having Ronda on the show. Like, people say, oh, Ronda, whatever. She's like, Listen, if you think about it, Ronda, having Ronda on the show opens opportunities for other women, right? If if it wasn't because Ronda was on the show and she needed a taxi partner, uh, Naomi wouldn't have been anywhere near this. Well, that's that's it. And, and, you know, Ronda has name and face value as a, you know, cross-promotional, cross-sports-level female athlete. And and she's actually a very capable professional wrestler. I mm-hmm. find her entertaining in her matches because, you know, she, you know, she has, of course, real martial arts and grappling background that she can always fall to. You know, that's where she uses her judo throws and stuff in her matches. And, you know, she's – whether it's intentional or unintentional – a lot of times there there adds a lot of believability to her matches because not everything is smooth and crisp and clean and 100%, you know, 
but it's just floppy enough to work. She's floppy enough to where it seems like she's a legit fighter who hasn't trained in pro wrestling very long, but knows how to fight. And there are moments where it's kind of dumb and it's kind of silly. Sometimes when she throws her her, rocket punches in the corner or whatever, and, you know, they're barely making contact and these kind of things. She does have her her weak spots. She learned that from Shane O'Malley. There you go. But overall, I I enjoy Rousey. It's the biggest thing that people have with her, you know, is the entertainment aspects of it. You know, her promo skills, her facials. You know, in promo segments and stuff are just are very poor. Her delivery of certain lines are really poor. Um, you know, and then of course she's said all kinds of terrible things about people and stuff. You know, on on the internet and in her book and and all this that that rub a lot of people the wrong way, and they don't want to root for her no matter what because they they see her as as a kind of pos person. You know, and then you go back to the. Oh, she's stealing spots from other wrestlers, more deserving wrestlers, etc. But you know, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of hate for her, and you know, granted, a lot of it is justified. But there is a lot of value in it, and you know, when she comes out, people are talking about her. Okay, if they're talking shit, they're talking about her, and you know, uh, no no press no press is bet you know bad yeah bad press is better than no press for the most part you know because she hasn't. Gone far enough to get herself canceled and she's just kind of out there enough to be a POS, but it makes people talk about her and makes people make people pay attention to what she's doing, even if it's merely to watch her her flounder and and, and possibly fail. She's no Tessa um, Blanchard. I mean, that's what I'm saying. She hasn't done enough to get herself canceled yet. Um, but uh. I, I do think there's a lot of there is a lot of value and you know I now we're probably going to get her in Charlotte which is going to be terrible but it's okay we'll we'll definitely need a bathroom break during uh, during three nights of WrestleMania um or maybe she just keeps the shit out of Charlotte and call it a day there you go and then Bianca and uh, and Becky Lynch to to look forward to and you know a lot of other exciting stuff. Alright. Tag team champion pick for that matter. Who the hell holds up? Bathroom break. Uh, Drew McIntyre defeated Madcap Moss. Uh, that is by no fault of Drew McIntyre as he was out he go to went out there and tried to help Moss and make Moss look like a fucking superstar and they tried to beat the dog shit out of each other, but tried to Moss was Kind of terrible. Yeah. Don't lose so much. That spike um, on the head was just fucking disgusting. I mean, I, I thought he was going to break his back. Surprised he was able to pretty much roll and, and roll away from it and keep going through the match. Got right back up. I got to give him credit for that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he did survive. Uh, Becky Lynch defeated uh, Lita to retain the Royal Women's Championship, setting up the match. Big time backs versus Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. It was actually a good match. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I you know, I mean, they're both really good wrestlers. I mean, Lita's, Lita, at, with her age and experience, has found out what she can and can't do and shouldn't do very early in her career. 
she tried to do way more than she was capable of. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, but, but with the age comes wisdom. And, yeah, her and Becky put on a good match. You know, I think fans wanted Lita to win, but they also didn't really believe that Lita would win. Um, but I think, you know, within that match, they did a good job of, you know, adding those moments where, oh, crap, Lita might actually do it kind of thing. Um, but the big thing is that, yeah, it sets up Becky Lynch versus Bianca. You know, it's it's a program that's been running since SummerSlam when Becky returned, you know, screwed over Bianca and then screwed her over again. It's like, oh, you don't deserve to be here. You don't deserve to be, you know, I'm the superstar. You're you're just a nobody who was holding my place till I got back. That art comes full circle where Bianca once again wins the championship at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. getting the big heroes heroes final revenge, you know. Um, and closing, you know, six month story arc. Yeah, the only yeah, two women to ever win a WrestleMania main event going head to head. Yeah, it's gonna be great. The main event of WrestleMania. Um, I would, I would think it should be, but I don't know if it. It is. It's night one's main event. Okay. Okay. I think that's kind of the way that they're gonna do it. If with the with the two nights, because they did it last year. The women yeah, the may have been in night one, and then the men may have been in night two. The men's men's championship match, yeah. The type title for title is it seems that we're getting. Mm-hmm. Also, this will be the only time that I will root against Becky Lynch because you you, you just don't root against the Van Goat. Um, but it's it's time for Bianca time. We shall see. Uh, Usos versus the Viking Raiders. Uh, no contest. Never got started. It's probably uh, a good thing. It's an excellent thing. That was- but oh. they were gone out Hello. there and put a fucking thrown down. Though. Yeah. Yes, it's filler. Yes, there's not a lot of story behind it. But all four of those guys would have busted their ass to make you remember that match the best they could. Any yeah. your main event, Brock Lesnar defeated Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, Austin Theory, Matt Riddle, and Seth Rollins uh, to become once again your WWE champion. So he's Are the Royal sure Rumble Austin Theory's alive. He's the Royal Rumble winner and WrestleMania as the champion. I don't know if that's something that they've ever done before. No, probably not. Probably not. Usually you, you win the Royal Rumble to face the champion at WrestleMania. He's, he, he did both within the span of a month. And now he just kind of gets to, to pick his opponent, basically. Because Brock does what Brock wants. I mean, pretty much. <clears throat> Brock is an Brock attraction, is a bigger attraction than to have Brock walking with a title. It's just a way to give Reigns both titles. Let's be let's be honest. Yeah. Well, is- I mean, they say the say champion versus champion, they say title versus title. We, I guess we we may know more this Saturday, Saturday this Friday night um, on SmackDown, but uh, pretty much uh, a, pre- a pretty good. Uh, live uh, premium event um, here. Uh, I 
I give it a B plus. Yeah. I mean, it was solid. I'll give it a B. Uh, yeah, I gotta say B. You know, partly because it's in Saudi Arabia. And on a weird time of the day. Nobody got stuck in the plane this time. Yeah, yeah. I give it a C. Really? You go that low on it? I go that low because I, I watched the volume on I heard a little, well, the match between Jackie and Rita, why it wasn't really match. I heard them calling this out, it was really bad. And I was just really not into that. So I was like, come on, guys, get it together. I didn't hear them call this class, Oh man! If Plus, you go back and watch it, I like to say the good, the good, the good scores and the good ratings for the OnlyFans. Ah, yes, yes. Do it for the fans. I don't. I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and say that there's probably not anything that Mika saves for the OnlyFans, based on her Valentine's Day showing a whole lot of video on the timeline. Okay. <laughs> I mean, what do you have left to show on the OnlyFans that they haven't already seen for free on the timeline? Okay, I'm just saying. On the timeline. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot. I'll chase Miko away. All right. Okay. Dusty Classic. The men's Dusty Classic wrapped up with Diamond Mine winning. Uh, the men's yeah, right. portion. Uh, the women's now are got, got started uh, this week. Actually, uh, we have Leo Shirai and Katie Ray, uh, Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley, Lash Legend and Amari Miller, Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro. I thought Casey got fired. I guess no. Indy Hartwell and Portia Perota, Wendy Shue and Dakota Kai. Raquel Gonzalez and Cora J and Ulisa Leon and Valentina Faraz. Uh, of course, the winner uh, will probably get a um, tag team title match against champs. They'll get the honor to lose to Toxic Attraction. At, at a future event. Maybe at NXT, not take over, whatever it's supposed to be called, the WrestleMania weekend. I forget it's got a name. Stand and Deliver. There you go. Stand and Deliver. I think that's happening. It's going to happen on the... It has to happen on DJ, because, I mean, the calendar just doesn't allow for it to happen any other time. No, uh, it's, it's, it's actually happening Saturday at noon on yeah. WrestleMania weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, from noon to three o'clock is NXT, and then from four to six or is the Hall of Fame, and then seven o'clock starts the pre-show for WrestleMania Night One. I thought Hall of Fame was after SmackDown. Yeah, I, I heard the Hall of Fame was Friday night oh. after SmackDown. Yeah, I okay, maybe I heard it wrong then. I think I think that I think that was the original plan, but I think they changed it just to give people more time to get from from takeover to um, mania. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be a crazy, crazy, crazy thing doing from one show to another. It's gonna be fun. I'll let you know how it goes. Uh, yeah. Wow, we're only a month, month, less than less than a month and a half away. Can't wait. Cannot wait. Um, 
Yeah, uh, we'll start running, looking at WrestleMania next in two weeks. But um, lastly, I just wanted to go over the uh, the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. Uh, so far, the class, my goodness, you know, what I mean, right now they're every. I mean, you cannot argue for any of these names: the Briscoes, Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe, and CM Punk. Are your four inductees so far into the first class of the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame? Literal who's who? I mean, it's it's the pillars of Ring of Honor, basically. Um, you know, the the people that help put Ring of Honor on the map. Mm. Um, you know, with with the help of others, but when you think Ring of Honor, those are you know those are the names that that pop into people's heads. Um, the ones who who made it their home and worked as hard as they could to make ring of honor mean something. Um, ring of honor, although they don't, you know, technically have a television, they're still producing a weekly television style product. You could view um, on YouTube and, and on their website and stuff. And so this month they've been dedicating uh, an episode to each of those hall of fame members. Um, so, you know, they, they announced the Briscoes, you know, on Monday and then on that weekend was the episode for the Briscoes and the Briscoes episode featured, uh, the match where they won their tag titles for the very first time facing AJ and the amazing red. Um, and they won the tag belts, uh, or no, they actually lost that match, but it was the first time the Briscoes teamed together in ring of honor because Mark had finally become 18 and could wrestle in Pennsylvania. Um, and it also featured, you know, when they won number 12 recently from Final Battle, but it also showed clips of every single time they've won a championship. Um, the Brian Danielson one featured, you know, sev- featured several matches, uh, you know, great significance and importance in his career. The Samoa Joe one, you know, just aired this past weekend. Featured Joe versus Kabashi. Featured Joe beating Xavier for the ROH Championship, and Joe beating Jay Lethal for the ROH Pure Championship. Um, they've been great episodes that show a lot of matches that you know most more recent fans of Ring of Honor may not have seen. Um, you know, or you at least don't haven't seen those matches in quite some time. Uh, I'm excited for the CM Punk one, and then after all those air. The next week's episode will be essentially their acceptance speeches, you know, with some other highlights and clips um, placed in there. So so they're not doing like a legitimate like thing for them? I think they'll probably announce like at at Supercard of Honor, they'll probably have them come and introduce them in front of the live crowd, I guess, kind of like they do for Mania. But yeah, they're not they're not doing a, a thing in front of in front of the crowd right now because they're not taping anything in front of crowds. I figured they'd do a spot at Supercard. Um, that would be you know have them probably maybe the four you know them them all come out and kind of talk briefly, you know. Depends uh, on if they can get Punk there. Yeah, yeah, that would Punk Punk if they could or get Punk there. Or Danielson or Joe. Um, well, Joe's you know, a freelance at this point. So. That's true. That's true. Joe's freelance. I forgot that. Yeah. So, um, you know, even if they got to send in video messages or something like they did before. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's the thing they're doing. So, they, yeah, they each get their one-hour special showing, you know, 
career match highlights, title wins, you know, and it kind of gives them a brief, it kind of gives also, there's video packages that show you some different, you know, their importance to Ring of Honor, and then they have their, their acceptance speech episode as well. I'm sure TK won't mind letting them borrow Punk and Daniel. Better not. I still think that the FTR comes to Supercard. It's possible. I, you know, if if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, I think you, um, you know, need to to do it at the the big event, and that's you know. Uh, the at final battle, you know, they had them come out and brawl with the Briscoes after their match. You got to have closure, and it seems that TK is not really interested in doing that feud himself. So, I would hope that he would leave it to uh, to Ring of Honor to do. Let's hope so, at least. You would hope, but who knows with that kid? Guy, person. Depends on what his booger sugar's doing that week. Yeah. Really. But yeah, no, I mean, what a great class. Totally legit. Uh, I love it. Uh, well deserved. And did they say that's, if that's it or are they going to announce more? I, I haven't. As far as I know, this is this is this is kind of the first group, unless they, you know, uh, you know, do a last week where they just announce Carrie, you know, Carrie Silken possibly is entering the class too. Um, that would be my guess, but since I think they're just doing one episode for each each uh, weekend of the month, and then you know, Punks will be this weekend, and then it's March before it's the weekend again, you know. I'm interested to see Punk's matches. Yeah. I you might be able to go to Ring of Honor's website and they might tell you which ones they're gonna show. Um you know, in the in the preview for the episode this week or whatever. Um but uh 'cause I doubt they show the one of the trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't yeah, they're not I don't think they're gonna dedicate the whole episode they'll probably feature clips of it you know yeah. in in the matches of course they they featured brief clips of it for joe's but yeah didn't show the full match um you know probably show the match you know where he beats austin aries for the championship um and maybe you know probably maybe one of the ones with raven maybe one of the tag title wins um you know, that's kind of the way they've been doing it. You usually have your a big title win, you know, or a big feud. So, yeah, maybe one of his matches with Raven, either the Dog Collar or, you know, Clockwork Orange House of Fun. Um, I could see see them doing either of those. The Dog Collar would kind of make sense since he's about to have a Dog Collar now. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Here's where, here's where he got the idea for it, folks. The first time he had a Dog Collar match, you know. <laughs> Speaking of Ring of Honor, uh, Quinn McKay is uh, NXT. Yeah, yeah. She's the new ring announcer for what formerly was 205 Live. It is now NXT Level Up. Um, yeah, but she's the ring announcer for, for that show. 
congrats to her. She looks great. She's, you know, no longer doing the the geeky persona with the bow tie and the suspenders and the glasses. Um, she, I mean, I've seen the promo she cut, you know, in the interview briefly she did about, you know, what she hopes to do with, um, with NXT and, and NXT level up. Um, I'm, I'm excited and happy for her to, to see her get out there and, and do some interesting stuff. Yeah. Good for her. Absolutely. I mean, it's good to see they're at least still hiring. Exciting people. Well, you know, it does, it does help that she's, you know, in her, in her early twenties. Same with um, Roxy. Yeah. yeah. Same. That's true. Former ring of honor, uh, women's champion, Roxy signed with, with NXT. So good on her as well. She's, Fantastic wrestler who just really needs just a kind of a character and some kind of uh, refinement, you know, of that of that character. Something for fans to really latch on to her. But in in the ring, she she is absolutely one hundred percent there where they would want her to be. Um. Uh. Best of luck. Best of luck to both ladies. Hopefully, they can do do big things. Uh. In, in the WWE and in NXT. Mm-hmm. Yep. We definitely look forward to seeing all the new great job. Uh, you know, NXT, NXT had another uh, another fun show this, this past Tuesday and can't wait to see uh, how it all progresses. Uh, but yeah, and of course, Dynamite is Wednesday. Uh, is Impact still on Tuesdays? Thursday. Thursday, okay. So, Thursday. We got... Day for everybody. We got our uh, Tuesdays all mixed up is the problem, okay? Yeah. But the show to listen to every other Tuesday is FW Live here on the FW Radio Network, on the Podman machine, as well as iTunes Stitcher, uh, Amazon Music, uh, Spotify, and you hear podcasts. And also, make sure you check us out on the, the Twitter machine. Uh, we are on FOW Radio. Danny's on Twitter at Danny F and Danger. Eric's on Twitter at EJ423X. Mika's on, uh, on Twitter at Mika Villas. I'm on Twitter at YellowmanPA. Thanks for listening again. We'll talk to you again in two weeks. And As always, keep watching wrestling.